Ouch. Hey, there's Steve fans. It's Steve, Steven Spotlighting on someone else. I'm a fan of Steve myself, having been Steve for a number of years. Uh, I feel like uh, uh, I've, I've actually had to come to terms. You know, I wasn't always a fan of Steve, I guess. I had to come to terms with myself and be like, look, you can either be a, be a fucking huge piece of shit or you can work on yourself. And I guess I chose the latter. Hey there, Brian. What's happening? None much. Oh, good. I'm so glad you're here on my spotlight where I talk with people about stuff. So, I'm glad to be here. Good. Hey, that's good. Listen, so you started the, for everyone to know, you started the sketch show the other night. The first thing you kind of did on News Bear was you just immediately hosted a show, which is pretty great. Um, so, but I actually wanted to know a little bit about your background because improv is part of your show. So how long have you been improvising? Um, I think I started, well, I did high school improv. Um and I started taking classes, I think, yeah, last uh, April, April 2021. Okay. Cool. All right. Taking in, you're taking in classes per, in class person. What am I trying to say? In person. Zoom classes. classes. Oh, Zoom classes. All right. Very cool. So um, let's see. Usually I ask about, and have you done, have you done any sketch? Have you taken a sketch class? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Sweet. <laughs> uh, were those in person or online? Yeah, I, um, I take a bunch of online classes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never taken a sketch class. <clears throat> uh, so that's interesting to me. Um, but what, uh, what, uh, what's your process for writing sketches, I guess? So, um, I think that's, because usually I ask people what they're doing in improv, but since since you seem to be interested in sketches and I haven't talked about this with anyone, um, yeah, what do you what are your kind of thoughts there? How do you go about that? Um, I don't really have a uh, process. Um, the best advice that I always give is write down every idea uh, yeah. as you have them, either you know do it in a notes app on your phone or uh, if you have, you know, a pad of paper on you, just grab a pen or something. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. I have heard um, the opposite advice and they justify it by saying this, and this is from actually uh, Stephen King has this writing advice. If your idea is any good, then you will remember it which I don't think is true. I think I've had good ideas and I forget them and I don't know if they come back to me later. Um, but I think the important part of about his advice also is that he's like, oh, by the way, you should also be writing for eight hours every day anyway. So right. probably 15 having, pages a day. Yeah. Yeah. So his idea is that at least I don't, you know, he's probably awake. He's half the time he's awake. He's probably writing. So I don't think he has to wait very long to execute an idea. Unlike some of us who might forget to write. Um, so yeah, you just come up with ideas. And what do you, what kind of, uh, 
anything that kind of strikes you as an idea or how do you know if it's gonna a good idea for a sketch is that different from other ideas maybe um yeah sometimes um an idea will not be thought out enough for a full uh sketch so i'll just do like a one to 10 second video like a vine uh, i guess yeah yeah i think that makes sense um one of the things that i also do i do i, I write comics as well oh and really yeah yeah and i like that form because you know you can do like a three panel comic people are like hell a one panel comic right people accept that as a full and complete work right you know um so if you if your idea is kind of smaller and like a kernel of an idea like that i i like that you know you, you can find some sort of outlet for it anyway if it doesn't blossom into a full kind of sketch yeah um it is really hard uh, to actually find an audience for it though um are you i don't i don't know i don't use vine or TikTok. i don't use those things i i post my short videos on youtube and like they say you can post short videos now um but it's hmm. you know kind of random if you'll get success on that or not yeah i had one video got uh, 29,000 views in a mm. month, but the rest of them are struggling at like 800 views. Hmm. You don't think that one got reposted somewhere or something like that? Um, I don't know what happened with that one. Um, it just, uh, like for like a month, whenever I would post a new video, it would say, your video did well, but less people saw it in the same 24 hour period as people saw your month old video. Hmm. So it's getting a lot of views and you're not sure why? I, I still to this day don't know. <laughs> I couldn't replicate that if I tried. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. What was it about? It's the stupidest joke on the planet. So yeah. it takes the audio from the song Mood um what is it we play games of love to avoid the depression but it's anime fans and uh like dating sims huh okay i well i think that i don't know if i had a guess i mean i think that it speaks to uh like specific fandoms maybe right yeah um obviously people were like oh man this is you this guy looks just like you and they sent uh -huh. it to another generic looking white guy yeah huh okay yeah um yeah i think i think definitely like yeah that, i i always think that's kind of hard i don't know i don't think about things topically or or in terms of like the audience at all and i don't know i'm not trying to get views really well it's going to be really hard if you want to do this for a living and make money. Oh, I mean, I, I have, I have a job. I'm not, I don't plan. I don't, I don't have plans I, to do that. I know I shouldn't like brag about this, but I have made more money collecting unemployment insurance than any jobs ever paid me. 
Yeah. Well, that's good. You know, I would vote for to continue unemployment because I think, uh, you know, people shouldn't be like forced by the threat of starvation or illness um, into having a job. We should be able to, you know, fuck working, man. We should be able to take time off and relax and find ourselves. Yeah. Uh, that that's the thing is um, it's going to run out eventually. It's not forever, but for the time being, it's the best like option that I have. It's probably better than actually getting a job. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, good. I mean, you should do the, you know, you should do what's best for you, man. Right. Um, and I tell this, I, I don't think I've told the story a lot, but there was a brief period of time where my job was my dream, making comedy videos on the internet. Oh, really? So the short version is uh, the company ran out of money and doesn't exist anymore. Mm. Do you want to hear the long version? Sure. I was just um, like looking on the app store for like new video platforms, like something that would... Uh, be like when TikTok was popular, there's something that's going to be the next TikTok when everyone leaves TikTok. Um, and I found this app called World's Greatest Videos. How it worked was genuinely nobody knew about this app. So if you posted the video that got the most likes in a week, they'd give you a hundred dollars. Hmm. And I was the only one that would upload one video a week. And yeah, like my own video and ask my sister to like a video. And I think that's the reason why I got a hundred bucks a week, just making dumb short videos. Yeah. That's a, I mean, their company model is, sounds like a pretty good idea, but like they have to have people to be competing really. I mean, you need, they need a big pool. And I, I don't know if they're not, if they're, if they're, if they're definitely in the red $100 every week, then I can see why maybe their business model didn't succeed. Right. So eventually I signed a contract with them. It was oh. less money, but it was guaranteed. Right. Hmm. Yeah. So sometimes I would win like two, $300 a week, but with the contract, it would be $500 a week. And I'd be like an official creator on their payroll. It would be $500 a month. Sorry. $6,000 a year which is not a significant amount of money in any sense of the word. No, it's not a full-time job. No, but they said like, eventually we're going to pay you full time, but for the time being, this is what we're going to do. So they said like, eventually we're going to have advertisers that can pay us regularly. And one day I was just refreshing the site and I saw an ad for Cricket Wireless and they didn't mm. tell me or any of the other creators about it. So I had the CEO's phone number so I could directly call her. And I said, why is there a Cricket Wireless ad on the site? If you said, once you have advertisers, you'll pay us full time. Uh, and she said one of the most insane things I've ever heard. Cricket Wireless is not paying them anything. Mm. They're just uh, 
putting an ad for Cricket Wireless on for the privilege of saying we've worked with Cricket Wireless, which yeah. is not a big deal. Like if you said, oh, I've worked with Verizon or AT&T or like a name brand, like that's, you know, impressive. If you said, oh, I worked with Cricket Wireless, like who gives a fuck? Hmm. That's the worst well, I, deal I've ever heard. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I thought it was like an affiliate thing where every time someone clicks and buys, then they get paid. Because you can just make affiliate accounts for almost any brand. Like, you don't need to contact them. Like, I... Uh, do you want me to put, like, in the chat something I made? Uh, sure. Um, I made a Redbubble account uh, with the ooze bear thing. Okay. I don't know what Redbubble is. Uh, it's a t-shirt store. So I put the ooze bear logo on a t-shirt and I could do it for free. Uh-huh. Okay. So I think if you go to redbubble.com slash people slash ooze bear, you can find it. Um, so anyway, the company world's greatest videos paid me to make comedy videos, but because they made asinine decisions, like you're going to put an ad on the site and get paid nothing for it. Like they ran out of money. Right. So were they... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it seems like they might run out of money if they're if they're paying a lot of content creators and they and they don't have any advertisements. Right. So um how, So how yeah. many videos were you make how many videos were you making? Um I forget what it was. It was like 20 videos a month. Hmm. And what were what were they? Were they like sketches? Yeah, like uh, sketches and stuff. Um, if there was like a theme that week, like do a magic trick, then you'd do like a magic trick. But for the most part, it was like uh, bits and sketches. Okay. So you were making twenty a month. That's a lot. You were making uh for a few for several months then. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you definitely have to have some output. And you and how long were they? Um, the like ten seconds. Some were a minute long. <clears throat> okay. All right. So well, I want to get into like the your creative process then. So you're basically. Yeah. I mean, are you able to like characterize what you think is a good idea or something that might have like that you're able to, to make a video out of, or cause you're saying you're kind of walking around or whatever, and you got your notebook and you're, and you'll put things in it. Yeah. What kind of makes you think it'll, it'll work as a comedic idea? Well, you know, they say you're your harshest critic, you're your first audience. If I make myself laugh uh-huh. thinking of something, I'll do it. And 
sometimes I won't write the idea down. I'll just film it immediately when it's fresh. Yeah. Like I regret so much. There was a psychic near my house that put up Trump 2020 signs. And I wanted to make a video saying, Oh my God, she was right. And a video saying, Oh my God, she was wrong just mm-hmm. in case. And I yeah. didn't get around to doing it. Uh-huh. Yeah. You would have predict yeah, you would have you would have been able to point to it as like you predicted it. Right. They took down the Trump twenty twenty sign though. Yeah. Yep. That that has to happen after a while. Hmm. So okay. <clears throat> so you're taking you're you're taking the you're you're taking the taking someone down a peg with that sort of thing. Um did you were they all did you work with someone did you have was it ever like like you have another actor in the videos at all no um sometimes um i would work with other people on uh world's greatest videos but like we'd be in different states and just send each other like the clips we needed oh, okay hmm. this is this, this sounds kind of wild Right. So um, there's a video I did um, called like a anti-drug PSA where all I asked was um, just this friend to send me a video of you dressed as a teacher saying, well, it's more effective than dare. And they uh, didn't get the context of the video. So they gave me the read. Well, it's more effective than dare which was so different and put it in a different context and was significantly funnier that when they, when I corrected them and gave them the context, they gave me a less funny bit. Like, yeah, it's, it's way funnier that the teacher's excited. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that because (laughs) yeah. Why would the, yeah. It's yeah. Having it be like, yeah, people accept a little bit of weirdness if it doesn't make sense as long as it's like, you know, they know what you're going for. And that person's weird. They're just an, as an aside. Right. And, and it's only a character that's in the video for less than a second. So if you can cram as much weird into it as possible, like that's going to make it stand out more. So for the sketch show you're doing here on Ooze Bear, you're having people send in scripts. So did you script all of these videos that you're talking about? Well, the videos that I'm talking about were just the videos that I was able to make. I would sometimes write like a longer script for an idea that um, I know I wouldn't be able to make it, but I do want it to like, be in a finalized state just in case. Mm-hmm. So I have tons of these uh, scripts that are like properly formatted or as close to properly formatting as I can go because I never took a screenwriting class. Yeah. And uh, I had nowhere else to put them. So I came up with the idea for cold reads. So now once a week I can like 
put these sketches somewhere where people will see them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just it's just fun to do something with them, really. Or, right. or even have them. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I was I was uh, part of a sketch group that was here from out of Denver. It was, actually, they met in person, but we started meeting during the pandemic over the Zoom is when I started. And I thought that was really cool. I mean, I was, yeah, I mean, that would energize me. And that just being, being having there be a group and knowing that there was an audience for it made me be like, well, I, I'll, I'll create sketches then for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm glad, yeah, I was, I had this in my mind to do it for Ubi's Bear, but I was always like, I mean, I've been doing this one and it's like, it's like I do a lot on Ooze Bear. So I was like, that's, that's cool. I like that there's a place for sketches. Um, right. And you had a really good yeah. one. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Um, hmm. I kind of, I'll, uh, my perspective on sketches is just that like, so like, like a gag is like a, like a short thing like you can do in a, in a, in a, like I was saying, like in a comic, like if it's a short sort of idea and I don't, and I'm not going to, exp- or whatever, if it's just like an idea, then I can put it in a comic and express it that way. But I think a sketch really is for, like it's a dialogue right so i think uh, like i don't know when i'm like I, I i don't think i can expand an idea unless it's like a kind of character relationship kind of idea um because that's what a, that, then that becomes a dialogue and then i'm able to kind of get what the characters would be saying to each other if it's just a funny idea like i want to get it done as fast as i can and then i can i can just draw it and whatever setup i need i can that's the drawing and then i'm done because i conveyed the idea yeah uh, while you were telling that, I have been thinking there is a trend on TikTok to like just read funny three-panel comics, like the ones you read, um, as as just like a voice acting exercise. Uh, so yeah. if you wanted to like make a TikTok account where you'd write three-panel comics and have them read out, I think it would be uh, kind of popular. Yeah. That's the funny thing. See, I, I print my comics out in a zine and I hand and I give that to my friends and people I know and I set, and I've sold those um to bookstores um and stuff like that. But I haven't uh like I don't put them online actually like at all. Uh because for one thing, well on Reddit like they banned me from the our comics cuz I was shitting on a comic that I didn't like and they ba- they banned me like immediately for that. And that was years ago, and I haven't bothered. Uh, I I have been banned from a bunch of Reddits, uh, but that only like invigorates me to either make my own subreddit and try to uh, surpass that stupid subreddit that banned me in popularity, or to just keep finding other subreddits to post in. So yeah. I, whenever I make a YouTube video. I post it in at least 90 subreddits. Yeah. Well, I know, I do know another, I do know there's web, our web comics, I think is the second biggest comic one. Um, but I haven't, I, I don't know. I just haven't gotten around to that, to posting it. Cause it's just not part of my routine, I guess. But um, yeah, fuck our comics. No, I mean, if people are willing to buy your published work, that's much more valuable than like internet exposure. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't, um, I guess, I mean, I've got, I have money. I've literally have money from doing that. So 
not a not a lot not after I print it because printing it costs is a cost to me but yeah and I also like selling it more than giving it away to people even though I give them a lot of them away but yeah if you sell them then um, I, I, I really feel more confident that they're going to be read because if you just give them away people may not uh, read them which sucks right yeah if I buy something if I sink my money into it that is going to increase the chances that I'll read it like yeah. my dad went to I think a library and they were like you know selling books for like a nickel so he bought all the uh, George Carlin books so because uh, they're because I know that he paid so little for them I think of them as like being really cheap so I haven't gotten around to reading them Mm -hmm. even though I love George Carlin and like I've heard his books are way funnier than his stand-up. Hmm. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. Did, what is it? One of them is like, did Jesus bring pork chops or something like that? No. Can Jesus pass the pork chops? Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't read any of that, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Well, <clears throat> Right. I mean, I don't know. I've also bought stuff that I didn't read, so who knows? But yeah, with reading, it's like I don't know. You can, it's you can, you can you can get so much that you can't even read it. At least I do all the time. Mhm. Mm hmm. So let's see. Um. What else did I want to say about sketches? Do you um? What about like, are is there any kind of length that you're going for with your sketches? Well, if you're making like a monologue piece, I might post it on TikTok or YouTube. And in that case, it has to be under a minute. But if it's, you know, just a sketch that I'm writing to get better at sketching, at sketch writing, um, then if it has multiple characters and they're all fleshed out, then it can be as long as you want. Yeah. In, in my opinion. Yeah. Are you ever think about like having performing them um, like on stage? Cause that seems like a whole, ah, fuck. I don't know how to memorize anything in order to do it on stage, but people do that. That's part of the whole thing. So I went to college for one semester and flunked out. Uh, but in that time, I did uh, audition for the local play. They had two plays. One was a real, you know, Shakespeare play. Uh, and that one was first. So I thought, and, and the second play was like a kiddie play. So I thought I'll audition for the Shakespeare play. So that way, uh, the director or the teacher like knows what my voice sounds like. So that way, he might like me more when I auditioned for the kitty play. And then I mm -hmm. got, I got the role of Antonio in 12th night. Mm -hmm. So hmm. I performed Shakespeare at a local theater and I was not allowed to audition for the kitty play that I really wanted. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. So, well, how did you memorize your lines? I don't know if Antonio is a big part. It's not actually a big part. I'm only in like, three scenes. Uh, but the thing that I did at first was I bought 
a little voice recorder, like a digital voice recorder. And I performed to myself uh, the lines and I would just listen to it all day as a podcast, you know, just uh, on loop. Um, I couldn't tell you any lines that I say like right now, uh, but that's what I did. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, uh, that's what Leonardo DiCaprio, DiCaprio does in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood for his to prepare for his role, like in the movie, he's an actor. Uh, but and also, like, I mean, if you're going to be like in a like a yeah, like it's like a car, like a college production of something, you know that people are there's going to be like an audience, right? So you got to know it. It's not like. I don't know if, if like, you know, if it's like your hobby and you're on a sketch team as a hobby and you're like doing it at a local theater, like, I don't know, I think you might be tempted to fuck around. But if, if like, if you've been casted, and it's part of all this, all this stuff, like you gotta, it's gotta be up to a certain standard. Yeah, yeah. So I gave my all, flunked out a month later, and never did it again. Never... Uh, audition for anything? Um, I have auditioned for stuff since. I've not gotten anything. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know that I've aud- I've never auditioned for anything. Or, well, I guess I have. I've auditioned for an uh, improv team, and I got on the team. <laughs> so I guess that's... But that's just doing improv. I don't think about that as an acting. Well, I mean, it is acting, but I don't... You know, it's different improv from, is acting. way, way harder than acting. <laughs> like someone oh, else, so? someone else giving you all of the words you're going to say, that's way easier. Hmm. Ye- yeah, I, 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 I guess. Um, I don't know. I guess most of the acting I've done, I've, I've had the script in front of me. So I like, I mean, you know. I'll read a book. <laughs> I'll read a book to someone and be like doing the voices and stuff. Like I do that with my girlfriend sometimes. But and I don't. But I thought course, you were going to say daughter. That's so no. weird. When like you're expecting a sentence to end with daughter and they say girlfriend. Yeah. Well, because I made it sound. Well, I don't know. It's a juvenile thing to do, maybe. Um, right. No, what book? <laughs> I think I think it was uh, uh, it was like a vampire book. I don't remember. Wait, so like you do the Edward Cullen voice? No, no, it wasn't Twilight. No, um, but like you do a sexy Dracula voice. Yeah, maybe or whatever, whatever. The, I, I, yeah, each character have voices. I think I also did. If you know what the the Tao of Pooh is, that's the what? It's like a the Tao of Pooh. It's about Winnie the Pooh and Taoism. Huh. It's good. You should you should check it out. It it talks about Taoism in terms of Winnie the Pooh, and I think I'm I read that one. We were on we were uh, now that I'm thinking about it, we did that while we were on vacation. We also read um, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas as we were driving to somewhere once. So um, yeah, you just do the voices. But any but yeah, I mean that that that's sort of informal, you know. But it gets you in the in the it's in the realm of, of doing that stuff. And you gotta, you know, you gotta figure out what, what that line is saying and say it in an appropriate way. But, uh, yeah. yeah. So I think I'm like, yeah, the, I don't know, but I mean, 
see the the thing the book that one of the acting books i know is called an actor prepares that's like a classic one and one of the things that i like about improv is i don't prepare for i don't prepare for this at all right it is sort of like the fear of failure that propels you in improv like you know what bad improv sounds like mm, yeah i think so um so, yeah. You don't want to sit through bad improv. The audience does not want to sit through bad improv. You have to make yeah. it good. Yeah. Right. I don't think it's going to be bad. Like I was um, talking to one of my, one of my improv teachers and we were like, he, he, well, he was talking to us like we were a class. We were, we were the students. I know him pretty well. I've improvised with him and stuff, but like he was kind of talking about editing scenes and he was like well you can do it when you're like when i mean you can, sometimes you can do it like to save to save the to save them or get them out of the scene or if there's a lull and i'm like what are you talking about i'm going to be editing good scenes and i'm going to edit the scene when it's when it's on a high note because it's going to be great that's what i mean that's my perspective it's like i like i guess i am an optimist and maybe it's forced optimism but i think that's a better way to I, like i don't know i think it's just helpful to be optimistic a better strategy if not realistic, okay. it's at least a strategy right it's also optimistic to say like if i'm bad someone will come in and save me hmm like have well, you I ever be... heard you know murphy's lies um i think so that is something will go wrong it will no if it can go wrong it yeah. will go wrong which can yeah. only mean one thing if it can't go wrong, then it won't go wrong. Nobody ever says the second part. Is that the contrapositive? Yeah. The, cause the, yeah, the inverse of something isn't necessarily true. I think the contrapositive is necessarily true. If it can't go wrong, it won't go wrong. Well, that means you just take, you've taken enough precautions to prevent every single other possibility. Yeah. Like, I have been trying, like, you know, stand up whenever I can. It is so awkward being on stage because, like, I'll go to an improv, I'll go to, like, a stand-up open mic and other comics will be there and we'll be talking, um, you know, just having a funny conversation and then one of them has to go up on stage and just blank right? Hmm. If you're feeding off someone else's energy, like, and they're coming up with new things yeah. that you have to come up with new things, like, there's a, a conversational rhythm on stage alone if you've not, if you haven't, like, read the joke you're going to say before, it's the worst. Yeah. Oh, I definitely think uh, stand-up, if you're doing stand-up, you should prepare there, too. And that's a whole performance. I think that's that's key to that. I don't, I don't think you're going to be like, like, I mean, I think you can get up there and fuck around a little bit probably, but I think at a certain point, like you got to be kind of aware. I mean, it's, it still has all of the, the presentation aspects that an actor has too. You got to convince the audience that you're like, you're in control to a certain extent. And this like, you're going to take care of them for the next few minutes. Cause what you're saying is going to be valid and have meaning and, and resonate. And on top of those things, it's going to be funny. 
Yeah. Right. Whereas an improv show, you just have to hope that the other guy's funny. <laughs> uh, hopefully. I think my, this is my, here's the theory. This is, this is along these lines. My theory of, of improv is this. Um, so uh, the, the way comedy works is that it's a reversal of expectations, right? There's this idea that, you know, like prehistoric man or whatever, you see something rustling in the bushes and, oh no, you're scared. And then it turns out your friend is just in the bushes and then you're relieved and you laugh. So your expectations is an ex reversal of expectations. It's the same thing with a joke, right? You got the, the setup and then the punchline is a reversal of expectations. So with improv, it's a little bit different. Um, the, the reversal of expectations is improv is that the thing that you are watching has something good about it at all. Like there's anything about it that is good, then the, your expectations are reversed because you were thinking it was going to be, you know, you don't think they're going to have any point. You don't think there's going to be anything funny. You don't think anybody's going to be acting well. So if you have, if you have anything in the improv show that's worthwhile, then you have reversed the expectations of the audience. Yeah. Yeah. So one thing I do is I was on uh, the, do you know what the Squirrel Comedy Theater is? Squirrel? So the Squirrel Comedy Theater, the New York Upright Citizens Brigade went bankrupt. So all the comedians from it formed a new theater called the Squirrel and it doesn't exist yet. There's no physical location, but it's, it has a YouTube channel where they okay. do uh, improv uh, and they had an open mic. And one thing I would do is I would join the open mic uh, and they'd say like, oh, you're going to do like a 13 minute Herald or something. And like they do it and I would take just the bit I'm in and post that as a video to YouTube. And tons of comments would say like, what the hell is this and why is it so funny? Hmm. Like confused enjoyment. Yeah. So, hmm. So you would be, I, wait, I don't understand. You would be just in part of the Herald? Like it would be like a two hour show and there would be several rounds so they could get to everyone. So I would be in like round three. So I would only upload round three. Okay. It would be round three, and it would be an entire herald. Would be the round. Yeah. Or that's part of. Oh, okay. All right. And then they'd like tell everyone like get off the call, and like eight new people would show up. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, because they had a high demand. There were a lot of people. Thirteen yeah. minutes seems thirteen minutes seems pretty fast for a herald. Yeah, to me, I can see how you can do it though. We used to, uh, yeah, we had a, we used to do Herald every Sunday here on Uzbear. Uh, yeah, and it, yeah, it's pretty good. I, I, I really like that form. Mhm. Mm yeah. Uh, let's see. So, oh, uh, man, you, 
I don't know why you're so you're 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 so you're so depressed right now here, man. I mean, you had a really good you had a really good show last night. I mean, everyone I thought, you know, I was in the audience and everyone was enjoying it, man. You know who didn't enjoy it? Uh, Sarah. Oh. Man. You know you know Sarah She's she you know what she has she has burnt herself out on shows man okay cuz she goes out every night man okay so she her her barometer of what's quality entertainment is way off look if if i want to like connect with someone on a human level they have to laugh at my jokes like that's yeah. the most important thing hmm yeah, you know, I can, I can, I can understand that. You know, I mean, you know, my mom stayed by my my dad's side, and he as he was battling illness for 15 years. And you know what? Uh, my mom just kind, of, or my dad just kind of resented her for it because you know she would just never laugh. She never enjoyed herself. She never enjoyed the, the time the two of them shared. I mean, that's no, I mean, she was she's definitely a positive person. I mean, you know her. She's always baking those delicious, like, coffee cakes and stuff. But I mean, she's never she's never she's never really laughing. She's always kind of smiling instead of laughing. It's a forced smile. You think I mean, everyone knows it. Your mom hasn't been happy in years. She needs a man like me that can make her happy. Hey, dude, you know, I think I'm over Sarah. Ah, you know what? (laughs) You know what, dude? My mom is, is, you know what? First of all, she's married to my dad. Okay. I know he's, 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 he's immobile. He's kind of in the hospital, but with, with the illness, but he's, you know, he's still, he, it's still a relationship and she's committed to making it work. That's what you can't see when you're just, you know, looking at her false smile. You think Sarah isn't committed? She's committed to going to shows every night. That's what I see her doing. She's probably out scouting for other other hilarious dudes out there. Wait. You think that like Sarah's been spending all this time with me and I'm not going to get the Tonight Show gig? Well, I mean, you know. I she, mean, the, she's the, been saying for like months, like, Oh, you know, you're going to get it any week now. And she's been, like, booking other people. Actively looking for new people. That's my time slot. How dare they get into my time slot? Well, I mean, you you know how The Tonight Show works, right? I mean, it's not like it's your time slot forever. I mean, you're going to have that time slot once, and then the next, there's going to be another 24-hour cycle, and someone else is going to have that time slot on The Tonight Show. I haven't gotten it once, though. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Sarah's, she's out there going to see all kinds of shows and stuff. And I mean, she's booking comedians, dude. So I don't, you know, I mean, is it so bad? She likes hanging out with you, dude. Right. But like, what's, you know, the point, if there's no future in my career, if I, if I can't, well, like, 
if I can't use Sarah to get a hadn't a hadn't you know stand up. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know, man. I mean, she's a nice gal. I think, uh, you know, you could take her, you know, out to like Niagara Falls and have a good time. That's kind of the type of. I can't afford know, a plane ticket right now. Okay. Oh, well, you know, I, you know, not to, not to point you in any direction, but there, I mean, the Greyhound bus offers a lot of amenities that people kind of forget about. You can w- kind of watch a movie. You know, the whole, you know, and maybe it'll be a funny one. Maybe get Sarah. Okay, Chuckling come on. One. Come on. That's your day job, man. You don't bring up, you don't bring up the fact that you're a bus driver, like, at, you know, the comedy club. Well, no. I mean, I try to separate that, and I mean, I've tried, I've tried to to get at the angles of the being a bus driver, but I think, in my view, and maybe this is because of a bus driver, I think it's too dignified of a job to, you know. To get any humor out of it. Oh, dignified. Oh, I get it. I get it. You still think you're above everyone. Yeah. I, 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 no, I mean, I just, I just sort of feel like what Look, I see. I get know, it. Okay. You're like a residential school bus driver. I'm a school. I, you're a residential bus driver. I'm a school bus driver. Okay. We are well, not the same people. Well, I, you, I, hey, man, you know what? I mean, you know, I think there's dignity in being a school bus driver, too. I mean, you got to have, no, like... No, you don't. You know, I can see yeah, it in your smile, in your fake smile, just I like your mom's. That, I, okay, well, look at my face, sm- fake smile when I say, you know, I think when you're on your school bus, you know, after the designated eight hours that you should be working, but you're still stuck on the bus scrubbing out some fourth graders vomit. I think there's dignity in that, man. Look, we are the same, okay? I scrub fourth graders vomit, you scrub homeless guy vomit, right? Yeah. And I think somewhere out there we could both look at the moon because we both Mm -hmm. do it at night. And and say like we're both scraping the same vomit, and I don't know how, but we are. Hmm. Yeah, man. I I get that. I I'm I'm a you know the 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 scraping the vomit thing, but that's that's some that is something that I hold sacred, man. You know, I think. I think there, there is, it is kind of like a whole, it's a, it's a whole metaphor for life. Like if I can enjoy scraping this vomit, I can enjoy anything. Dude, I don't enjoy it. I just tolerate it. Uh-oh. You enjoy it? Well, yeah, well, you know, I'm, I, hey, hey man, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to hear this and you're just going to accuse me of having a fake smile. But you know, that's, that's the kind of forced optimism I try to have. Okay. I try to, to, you know, whatever my circumstances, whatever, man. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to go at this vomit like it's just like anything. I'm going to try to enjoy it. I mean, okay, fine. Yeah. I mean, look, at, at the end of the day, we both come to the same comedy club. Yeah. And sometimes, coincidentally, we do the same jokes. And yeah. I know that I write them down and date them and sometimes I lose them, but I do date them. And sometimes I find them, you know, the notes crumbled in your pocket and you won't let me see them. But well, well, Tad, you know, like 
if you know, I mean, if I've I've placed bus driving in a in a space where I'm not going to joke about that, then I have a whole lot less of stuff to draw from. And I just find, you know, kind of your some of the the, the stuff you're kind of getting feels pretty fresh and good to me. And I'm just trying to kind of not necessarily steal it, but just sort of, you know, um, steal. Who said anything about stealing, man? I didn't say yeah, anything well, about. Hey, man, I can read between the lines. I am a bus driver. I drive between the lines. I can read between the lines. You drive on the lines. Tomato, tomato. I'm sorry. I'm just having this, you know, this V8 with vodka in it right now. Just, I don't know why no one's in the in the club right now. Just we're just we're just giving us a time to talk. I, I don't know. Right? It's COVID nineteen, man. Yeah. We just gotta. Oh, can I get the uh, kale vodka shots? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, that's a good one. That I always say, you know, the best the best drink is the one that has the most vegetables in it. But I don't know, maybe that's just my false optimism. Dude, I love vegetable alcohol. Yeah. Like it's the oh. best. Whoa, wait a minute. I see you jotting something down there in your in your notebook. Some is, No is probably something. No, is I'm that, not jotting anything down. You've got Look. You got something about vegetables? Oh, oh vegetable joke? I, I I haven't gotten the wording right on this one. So like, if a potato okay. is a vegetable, is a vodka hmm. a salad? Uh, I I uh, like vodka. I don't know. Maybe that works as a punchline. We'd just be like, I like vodka. Like on on stage though, you can just be like. Hey, vodka's great. I don't know, man. I'm workshopping that as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What uh what was that other joke uh you had? It was about um it was about tomatoes. Yeah. Yeah, and it killed. It killed just like the killer tomato movie of the eighties and the sequel Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Part Two with George Clooney. Clooney was in that? Clooney was absolutely in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Part 2. What? It, it, I love uh, Clooney. Is, I've seen everything he's ever been in except that. Yeah. Oh, it's wild. It's, it's wild, real? man. What I am saying is total. What I am about to tell you is totally real. In that movie, George Clooney, who nobody knows who he is, he has like a stand and he is selling like, um, oh, he is selling dates with Rob Lowe like the actual actor Rob Lowe, because it's a, it's a scam of George Clooney's. In order to get a date himself, he's promising a date with Rob Lowe. And of course, Rob Lowe is famous at the time the movie was made. So he's just, and that's a, that's a, that's a joke in Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Part 2. Does Which, he date a 14-year-old in, in the movie? George Clooney? No, Rob, uh, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe is not affiliated with the with the movie. They're just using him as a joke. As sort of like, you know, are you writing oh, something so like, down about Rob Lowe right now? No, I just... <laughs> did, it you say, know, did it say I, on your paper... Every time Lowe? someone says Rob Lowe, I think he was caught on tape having sex with a minor, which he was. Oh, uh, well, that's pretty horrible. Right, you did, and... You, you did. I if see you that watch you the Comedy Rob. Central roast, he did. They're all making jokes about it and acknowledging that he really did that. Oh, 
and did not serve any time for it. Hmm. Wow. Well, yep, what a piece of shit, you know? A lot of people... Anyway, anyway, uh, so, so yeah, back to my tomato joke. Basically, you know, it's, it's, you know, the, the whole premise is that I'm, you know, meeting a tomato family, and, uh, you know, things are pretty go- going pretty well. I'm considering well. some, some carpeting. Carpeting. And then, and then I say, I say, tomato, t- <laughs> it's nice tomato chew, tomato chew. Is what I nice say. Nice tomate you. Tomato yeah. chew. Nice. Yeah, that's what I say to the tomato. And then here's the here's the thing that makes it a joke. I sell them carpet. The tomato. I don't know. I I think I think the joke works way better without the carpet thing. What? No. Hey, come on. You know, tomatoes are a tender vegetable. Okay, so they can't be like rolling around on a concrete floor or bare wood floor, man. I mean, they need some sort of, you know, buffer there with which to roll upon or else they're going to get all bruised up and messed up, man. Is it a white carpet? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, oh, I would not let a tomato on a white carpet. Increases the home value with the white carpet. You can see that it's clean. That's how I sell it to them. Well, if if you're selling to a house full of tomatoes, it's not going to be clean for very long. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that's kind of judgmental towards, you know, towards tomatoes. It's a little bit prejudiced. I think, hey, you know, hey, they hey, wash hey, them. come on, come on. I I love the local tomato community, right? Uh, I, I donate. Don't know. I donate to the anti-tomato defamation fund. That is. That is that yeah, but I as as I recall, that was part of uh part of part of a plea deal you had uh regarding a tomato hate crime. Look, if you... someone has to do community service, that's still volunteer work. That's still out yeah. of the kindness of their heart. Yeah. Well, you'll you, well, I hope you've learned something from that. That'll be the last time you throw a tomato at a bad comedian at a comedy show. That was a hate crime. Against right. Next time, I will just throw my water glass. Yeah. Yeah. Water doesn't got no anti-defamation league. Right. Right. There's nothing wrong with throwing a glass of water at someone. I mean, to be clear, to be clear, water does come in leagues sometimes, as in the famous 10,000 leagues under the sea. But... But yeah, then not a defa- that's not 10,000 defamation leagues beneath the sea. Yeah. Did so you just, you just okay, yeah. What's up? No. Nah. Uh you want to help me fill the water balloons later? Uh uh yeah. Yeah, man. I can I can I can do that with you. I you know, I I feel like yeah, all these other comedians in here they don't. They don't react to the crowd enough. They can't read. The, they don't know when people are laughing. We gotta show them. We gotta show them by. They'll be soaking wet, and they'll know whether they're funny or not. Yeah. Oh, you know what would be great if we uh, put red food dye in the water balloons, uh, so uh-huh. it was like we were throwing tomatoes, but not really. Oh yeah. 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 I. I wait. I mean, does is that. Is is it? Are you able to to do that? You know, uh, you know, would your would your 
you know, because you're like out on bail. That, that's okay with your like bail bondsman to kind of, kind of, you know, nearly reenact the crime for which you were. Accused. Well, I'm not going to be filling the balloons. You are right. Well, I'm just going to be standing near the hose. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, as long as they're not real tomatoes and it's not a hate crime, I think that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. No tomatoes are going to get hurt. They're just going to get wet. Wink. Oh, okay. I mean, you said that wink out loud. I heard, I hear it loud and clear though. I'm just right. excited. It's just going to be red balloons and red food yeah. dye. Wink. Yeah. Yeah. 99 luff balloons go by. Wink. That's, Dude, that's you can't sing a song. German song to me. Man, I don't uh, speak German. Oh, well, sorry, sorry, man. I know, I know it's like, it's, yeah, the whole German scene is kind of, kind of hard for you. Right. I mean, I, I failed German in high school, right? I, yeah. it's because of, of that that I flunked out. Ah, uh, well, you know, man, I mean, you know. Here, here's the thing, though. You got a lot of good things on your horizon, man. You got Sarah coming up. You don't know where that's gonna go. I think it's going pretty well. You got some things in your notebook. Those pro are probably pretty funny jokes. Hey, where'd my notebook go? Oh, oh man, we need to get to the bottom of that. Well, okay, you were the only other person in this bar. You must have seen who well, stole it. Well, I mean, I'm just here. You know, I'm, I'm. I'm nursing this V8 and you know, that's what I was doing the whole time. You know, I'm pretty, pretty focused on this. Yeah. Hey, Who could hey, have on an unrelated topic? What, what, what do you, what is the difference between a, uh, between a lettuce and celery? Nobody salaries us go. Oh my God, yeah. that was my yeah. joke. Oh, how'd you? Yeah, yep. How'd you think That's of it? That's what I was gonna say. Oh, um, <laughs> nothing. No, I'm not nothing. I'm doing nothing over here. Hey, you know that's <laughs> that's a that's a good joke. I'm glad we just thought of it together. Maybe I'll write I it down. I thought about a month ago. I'm sure. That on the piece of paper, when we find the guy that stole my notebook, yeah. the piece of paper is going to be dated a week yeah. back. Yeah. Hey, I yeah, you're going to find it, man. You're going to you're going to find the notebook and, and you're 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 going to know exactly when the crime has committed because you got the dates in there. Boom. Even though you don't have a date with Sarah, but that's another size point. Wait, I don't have a date with Sarah. What are you talking about? Oh, I Wait. don't know. I was just. I was just poking uh, your ribs, man. I don't. You've I been stealing my girlfriend too. Hey, well, well, okay. Look, Tad, I'm gonna, I'm gonna level with you here, okay? It's not me, me. The, what's going on between me and Sarah? It's not, it's not physical, okay? It's not romantic, but you know, I gotta tell you, she is. Yeah, okay. You probably guessed. You're gonna she get the looking, Tonight Show gig. Yeah, and well, that. And also, uh, you know, the late night with Conan, uh, that's also kind of in the works as well.
You're gonna be on Conan. Hey, hey, man, you don't you don't have to cry. Yeah, I mean, look, it's one thing if you were gonna be on Leno. I don't really care about Leno, but Conan. I, yeah. Yep. And it's gonna be one of those times Andy Richter is gonna be there because. He's going to add a little cut. I'm going to say something. And hey, maybe I'll say something that won't even be funny. But Andy Richter, man, he's going to make it funny because he's off the Richter scale. Dude, I'm supposed to be off the Richter scale. You know yeah. that. Hey, man. Look, you got to be optimistic, man. Look, look at my smile. I'm telling you, just be optimistic. You know what? If you're going to be on... Then I'm gonna ride your coattails, man. I'm, I'm going to hop on my bus. No, I'm gonna hop on your back during the set, and I'm gonna be louder than you, doing yeah. jokes funnier than you. Huh? Oh yeah. Well, I bet you can't uh, do a joke louder than this right now. What do you What do you call a, a man? What do you call a man cutting half? You call him ma. You call him ma. Because that's what your your mom's your mom. Your mom's a man. I don't. I don't know. I was just coming up with that. <laughs> Look, hold on. Let me think of a better one. Hold on one second. Oh, ah, it's a paper cut. Oh man, hold on. I'm thinking of another joke. I'm thinking about you it. Fell on my trap. Uh, what? The paper. Oh, I can't read this right. Huh? <laughs> the paper. It was a trap. What? Oh. What? Oh my God. Did you? Did you make bad jokes and try to make me think that they're funny? The paper bit you, right? Oh, it's gonna what? it's gonna grab you and hold you tighter. That's what the cut was. No, oh my god, it won't let go. This is this is this is some crazy crazy paper technology. You you knew all along. You knew all along that I was, you know. Hanging out with Sarah in a platonic way. You knew you everything. You slept with her. You slept with her. Just say hey. it. Hey, okay, man. I will say it, but I will clarify that it was a platonic sleeping with. It was entirely platonic. I saved I my virginity for Sarah. I was wearing... Uh, oh, hey, man. Well, you can still have it with her, I guess. I mean, that's... That's still on the table if you want to give your precious treasure She was going to gonna save her virginity for me. Oh. Hey, man, I told you. It's platonic, man. I was wearing, I was wearing Beetle Bailey, you know, <laughs> pajama shorts. Uh, we just kind of nuzzled, man. I mean, that's, that's you how wore friends pajamas do. pajamas from the 40s? Yeah. Well, yeah, man. I, I, that's, that's how I roll. Are all of your clothes from um, the 40s? When I'm not rolling in a bus. I mean, you, you know, my pajama pants are. I got, you know, I got some buy bail bonds pajama pants. I got, uh, you know, like. These are your last one. words as you're sinking into a paper quicksand. So oh. Oh. choose them carefully. I'm okay. Um, I was talking about pajama pants. I am. I am getting getting real sleepy here. I wish I had my pajama pants right now because I could take a nap. Oh, oh boy! You've 
you've tricked me. You're you've you've poisoned me with paper, and you're gonna you're gonna take my spot on the Tonight Show slash Conan show. No, I'm going I'm going way bigger than that. What? <laughs> I'm doing daytime talk stand up. I'm going to be on what? Ellen and the Today Show. Hey, and you're taking my bus keys? Yeah, that's right. I'm going to use your bus to pick up what? all of my kids, all of my fourth what? graders. But the the bus I drive is way more luxurious than a school bus. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's got a toilet and built-in Wi-Fi and a movie theater yeah. and a swimming pool. Yeah. And you, I mean, just to warn you, you do have to use the more expensive cleanser to clean out the vomit. Yeah, I know. Because... And it uses, you know, premium gas, not yeah. you know, regular gas. You got to pay more for that. It's, it feels like a ripoff every time I fill the tank. Well, you know what? When I'm done driving the kids to school, I'm going to do your bus route. So I'm going to make two incomes. I oh, can afford no. it now. No, oh, you're going to see all of the beautiful sights up there in Niagara Falls. And, you know, it's so majestic and beautiful. And then, you know what I'm going to do at Niagara Falls? I don't know. You're going to go to that photo booth that they have over by the I'm going to push Sarah into them. What? Oh, oh my God. I'm completely paralyzed from paper cut poison, and there's nothing I can do to stop you. Right. I have killed uh, Chad, my enemy, and Sarah, his lover. No. Uh, no, Chad. Chad, you can't do this to Chad. You, you, you're. Oh, there's a there's like a there's a spider crawling up my leg, Tad. I mean, I'm paralyzed. Could you could you get? I mean, that would be nice to, if you could brush it off. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, ew, spider flick. Yeah, thank you. You know, one of the things my mom did for my dad as he was succumbing to his illness was keeping bugs off of him and. I thought that bonded them together, but, you know, so that's that's kind of what I'm saying here, Ted. You know, I, I just want you to know I appreciated that you got that spider off of me. Well, I appreciate that you appreciate me. Oh, yeah, well, I, okay, thanks. I guess, I guess, you know, Ted, I think that might be kind of easy for you to say, considering you've put me in this position and you're basically stealing my entire life. I'm not stealing your life. I'm destroying it. Oh man. Oh, I guess, you... I guess there's no stopping you no matter how many spiders we bond over. Yeah. Oh, Oh, oh no, Tad. I'm having, I'm having a vision that's, that's caused by the, the paper cut venom go coursing through my veins. Dad, I see you on the I see you on the tonight show. Oh, oh my goodness. Tad, you're 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 nodding to Sarah who's off on the side. She's she's watching you. Tad, she I can see clearly in my vision. She no longer has her virginity. You 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 probably took it from her, Tad. You probably 
You probably made it. The, the, all the cameras are on you, Tad. Um, oh my goodness. Oh, oh. You're, are you, you're just okay with that? You're just okay with this vision, Tad? You have no, no input? The vision has no... I'm going to kill Sarah. I just said oh. I'm going to push her into Niagara Falls. Oh, oh, oh my a, God. That's this... a water turbine. She's going to get grinded oh. up. Oh, my God. You convinced, you somehow convinced Jay Leno to do a remote episode of The Light Show. And it is, <laughs> and it is it's not Niagara Falls. And, and uh, like, the floor beneath the audience opens up into the turbine. Oh my God, Tad! You, the, your, the vision is so accurate. Okay, this oh. one I can get behind. Okay, keep keep going. Yeah, okay. I'm running all these uh, down. These are great ideas uh, for murder. Yeah, I, I, as her, you know, her blush, uh, you know, or her blush, her blood, like you know, it mixes with the mists of the majestic falls in a in a fine pink spray. You can see the applause sign for the late show light up, and everybody applauds because you did such a great job, Tad. Because Tad, 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 Tad. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my good. Oh my good. There's a riot. They're almost rioting that your your jokes are so funny. Oh my god. And and even even Jay Leno's impressed. For he. He 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 dropped he, he he his jaw dropped so far that his chin is touching the ground because he has a notoriously large chin, Tad. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. Oh, oh no, Tad. And now I see you as a, you're you're as an old you're an old man, Tad. Oh my goodness. And oh, Tad, you've been struck in with an illness. Wait, it's the same illness yeah, your oh. father had. Oh, it's communicable, Tad, and in particular, it sort of it, it kind of the way it can kind of be, uh, you know, transmitted is it's transmitted through murder victims, I guess, Tad. So it's, you you almost certainly caught it from me. Oh so, no! Yeah. Oh, it's bad. Oh no, Tad. You're. I can see you're reflecting on your life, and uh, oh, you're. You're really reflecting, and and Tad, what do you think, Tad? What do you think your regrets are? I regret not finding out who your dad killed to get the disease. Yeah, right. I say, hey, you know who he killed? Uh, he killed, you know, uh, he killed Beetle Bailey. Uh, in my vision, Tad, like that was revealed to me just now. It was like kind of a side vision. That was crazy. <laughs> It was, yeah, he killed the fictional fucking comic book character, Tad. No, Dad, don't do it. Listen to Chad, Dad. Don't, don't kill that guy. Oh, Tad, listen, it's really... Br- you know how he did it, Tad? It's pretty fucked up. He invited Beetle Bailey onto the uh, onto Johnny Carson. <laughs> oh, man. And he totally he dropped him like through a... Uh, uh, the trap door on the Mount Rushmore, and he splatted right on Abe Lincoln's head. That's, that's brutal, Dad. I did not need to know my family history. I was content to not know. I'm having reg- I'm having uh, my deathbed regrets now, Tad. Tad, Tad. You know oh what no. else? You know what else I regret? What? Yeah, go ahead, Tad. It's okay. 
I regret I never telling you, yeah. never telling Sarah that I didn't love her. <gasps> you wait, is that the contrapositive, Ted? Like, you wait, you're saying you didn't regret not telling her you love you? Wait, I never what? told Sarah the truth. Uh huh. I I was gonna break up with her. Oh man. I only I only dated her to get the Tonight Show. Oh. And she still doesn't know. I don't know if I can ask you this, Tad, because that happened in my vision, and we're still at the bar, and I'm just paralyzed having a vision. But I, like, wait, is the fact that you took her virginity did that happen, or was that just part of my vision? No, you took her virginity. You had sex with oh, her. Okay. I didn't. Oh my God. You know what? I'm going to have to take my Beetle Bailey pajama pants to the cleaners because they're all going to be all sticky. From cum, Tad. I, I, you don't I came take in your that pants moment. off during sex? No, you see, you see, Tad, there's a, you know, there's a hole in the front, you know, so you go to the, like, look, Tad, when you're in the army, like Beetle Bailey was. It's not where the was, hole is. The what? hole's in the back for you to poop. What? May, may, maybe. I mean, I think, you know, they're ambidextrous like that, Tad. <laughs> Tad, when you're in the army, okay, okay, sometimes you're in the army like Beetle Bailey, and you have to pee or poop really bad, so you just go, and you decide. I think, you think you make the decision, um, what do I have to do faster, more likely? Do I have to pee or poo? And so you decide which way to put your pajama pants on that night, and then, you, and then boom. Beetle Bailey's always prepared. I'm, 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 di- I'm dying, Tad. I'm dying. I'm dying from paper cut poisoning, Tad. But it's true. I just wanted to let you know those true words, those true things about about how to properly wear pajama pants. Okay. Okay, Tad. Please, Tad. I um, I I just I just. I really don't want you to make me into a joke, okay? Because I know you're going to be rich and powerful after the after your murderous Tonight oh, Show gig. You're not going to be a joke. You're going to be oh? an entire hour-long special. Oh, oh no, that's not what I want. No, I what I, what I was. Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, 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 hey, the, fine, Dad, but I have one last request, and that is that you make it, you know. Part of my eulogy, please. And because, Tad, well, my last request is, you know, just make my mom smile at my eulogy. Because you're right. You were right the whole time, Tad. She's she's fake as fuck. We cut to the funeral. He's told this whole story. And his last request was to make his mom smile. And it didn't fucking work. She's not laughing. She's crying her eyes out. Why? I just confessed to murder your son. You don't think that's hilarious? I just don't get these new comedians. Everything is so postmodern and meta, and it's jokes about jokes. <laughs> I just don't get it. <laughs> What's not to get? I'm confessing to murdering your son at the eulogy. Like, I'm, I'm, oh, I'm saying we all, you know, 
you know, we all remember how great he was. Why did he, you know, get cut down in his prime? And I'm the guy that cut him down in his prime. Isn't that funny? Oh, these, oh, these new comedians. I mean, they're just always riding the edge so much. I don't know how anybody can stand this. Why not just have nice, straightforward jokes that doesn't insult anybody, doesn't claim to be having murdered my son? It's like, haha, I get it. You're just trying to insult me, okay? It's a it's little much. It's his last <laughs> wish. The last thing he wanted was for you to be laughing, and you're crying. You're crying. How dare you? <laughs> Hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> Fade out on Crying Mother. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, that was pretty great. Oh, I love, <laughs> I love having like, like in it, the improv, like you're like, oh, you have comedy things in there and then just like just make it the shittiest comedy ever is pretty much the way to go i think if you have to right that. that's what 30 rock did um yeah it go exactly yeah right the fart doctor yeah yeah hello yeah. i'm black hitler that's what did 30 you know 30 rockefeller plaza that was the other show right if, I think no, no, no. The wrong. other show was Studio 60 on the Sunset yeah. Strip with Matthew Perry. Yeah. yeah. Written and by they, Alan Sorkin. Yeah. yeah. And did, did they have... You seem to know more about it than I do. My understanding was that they actually tried to have humorous sketch bits, but it didn't ring true because none of them were actually comedians, unlike Tina Fey, who was a comedian. Uh... Yeah, I know more about it, but I've never seen an episode because you can't yeah. find it anywhere. It's, yeah. it's just bad. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, check out Peacock for possibly that show. It's, it's not bad. on there. I've checked. Ah. Hmm. All right. Okay, so a couple of things. I, I, would, I, I would posit that Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip is worse than Joey. Hmm. Oh. Hmm. I. I. That's kind of like what. It, I mean, it's not trying to be funny, though, right? So it's kind of. Can you fault it for not being funny if it's supposed to be a drama? Yeah. I. I don't know. It's. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to watch either. It's really. not good drama either, though. Like, I don't care about Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not the 80s. They're not doing crack. Why would huh. anything that goes on behind the scenes of Saturday Night Live be interesting? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's what that's the premise of 30 Rock, though. But 30 Rock is funny. Well, it's not really about Saturday Night Live. It's about Tina Fey. Well, well, yeah, but I mean. She's working on a comedy show on NBC. Anyway. Like it was pointed anyway. out, there's one episode where Tina, where Liz Lemon is trying to buy the apartment above her so she can like make a house by busting through the floor and building a staircase. Yeah. Nobody yeah. I know is ever going to do something that ludicrous. No. Yeah. 
because that's yeah she's all tina fey is a, yeah i mean she's ridiculous liz lemon is a ridiculous character yeah but she's also rich enough to like do that in manhattan so like yeah. say oh multiple bedrooms isn't enough i gotta break through the apartment next to me and make it twice as big she also oddly comes off as kind of poor, weirdly in the, in that show. I don't know if she's supposed to be. Maybe I'm well because she's in con- she's sometimes in contrast to a uh, Tracy Jordan, who's of course insane with his money, and um, what's the other guy? You know the guy, uh, the guy who, Jack Donaghy. Jack Donaghy is of course silly, silly rich. Yeah, yeah. So a couple of things I do here at the end. Uh, I, I, one of the things is like, if I always ask people if like, if there's anybody who's improv that you really like, I don't know if you've been on Oozbear and have hung out with these people enough to kind of get into that, but yeah, I mean, what kind of other people you like, or maybe just other people, you know, um, what kind of, like, do you want to give a, like, say that you enjoy what they do or whatever? Oh yeah. Um, shout out to the squirrel comedy theater. I hope hopefully they're going to do the improv jam again. And if they do, I'm going to be in it. Cool. Yeah. That, you're, it's, it, that's crazy. Cause it's totally online. And that's like a, the majority of the people from the, from the UCB. Yeah. Have you seen the YouTube channel characters? Welcome. No. Oh man. That's great. Um, it has like a hundred thousand subscribers. It's just uh, monologues. That's the mm. whole show. Like, um, a glass of water next to your bed, or my favorite is two trench coats and a kid. Uh Uh-huh. Wait, it's a monologue. Two trench coats in a kid? Yes. I get it. I get it. So it's just, it's just a monologue of the two trench coats talking, I guess. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, I also, uh, is there anything that you got that you've been working on that you want to plug and talk about? Just cold reads, really. Um, uh, Hopefully, if this does well, Uzbear is going to pay me $6,000 a year. I'm going to sign a contract, and then they're not going to exist anymore. Yeah. That's the dream. Well, that's, and your curse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can do the Oozbear ad sharing. There's somehow you can like Eric has it set up that some of the ad revenue he shares at people. I've uh, done that, and I uh, I don't think it's a lot of money. Yeah, I I don't know. <laughs> I I haven't signed up for it, but I don't think I've gotten enough views to have like a full cent transferred to my account. It's crazy. It's crazy that we live in a world where like, if, if you like, I don't know, you have this shit set up on the internet. If you have enough people just look at it, then you make money. If you get them to look at Well, the thing is you don't get money if they have ad block. Yeah, that's true. But well, well, I mean, if you're super duper, you gotta be super duper famous. Or you, you're plugging stuff within your own content. That's what actually... Right. I so anyway, um, earlier I said if you go to redbubble.com slash people slash oozbear, you can get the oozbear logo on a shirt or a dress or a notebook or a water bottle. Right. 
So if you do that, I get all the money. Newsbear gets nothing. Oh, did you talk to Eric about that? Uh, no, um, I, I will. If he wants me to remove it, I will. But uh, for the time yeah. being, um, I spent all day, you know, making it. So if, if, you know, he's not cool with it, I'll take it down. But if he's, he is cool with it, I'll leave it up. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, okay. Then the, the last thing that I, we do, did you listen to any of these, by the way? No, I didn't. Okay. That's fine. Um, the last thing we do is called the storm off side off. And what happens is that I, I be very kind and I thank you for being on the show. And then what you do is you, you kind of get the last word, but you just get pissed off and tell me off and then kind of hang up angrily. But the before you do that. What kind of ending is that? Okay. That's I, the stupidest ending shit I've oh. ever heard. Who the fuck would want to do that? Well, hey, I know you're excited here, Brian, but I do want to really thank you for being on the show. Um, I'm really excited about you joining Uzbear because I think you bring a lot of kind of cool ideas, like having that sketch uh, show. I think we had a fun, a fun little uh, whole improv little thing going on today. I, I, we, oh man, that was great scene. I loved the, uh, um, the where it went with the Niagara Falls was fun, and just like I love the analyzing comedy too. I think that's very cool. Um, so yeah, I just, I really appreciate that you took the time and I'll send you a, I'll send you a script for tomorrow. So I think that's cool. So have, uh, so I forgot to mention that, but yeah, I just appreciate you spending the time and coming on and hanging out with me tonight. Oh, he already hung up. He hung up already. Uh, uh, uh. Oh man. Uh.